morning, everyone. Thank you for having me again. Um, I hope by now I'm no stranger to you all. I truly feel like this is my family in California. Um, it's, it's always a blessing to be here. And um, I don't know why Luna hasn't learned this lesson, but he keeps asking me to, to, uh, to give you guys a word. So please forgive me and absolve me, but um, I hope we can meditate on this gospel together today. Um, today is the second Sunday of the month of Pa'upi, and the church presents to us this gospel of the fishermen. And it's one that we probably know. It's a, it's a, it's a gospel of blessing, for sure. It's a very simple story, but in this story, we can see that the church is beckoning us to go away from our earthly life and to go to a new standard of living, a heavenly standard for living. And we see this in the example of the fishermen, where at the end of the story, namely Simon Peter, but James and John, and probably Andrew, even though he's not named in the story, who is Simon Peter's brother, they all forsook what they were doing. They all forsook their way of life, and they ended up following him. So what was it that made them leave their jobs and their way of life? Was it just the catch of fish? They saw a miracle and their lives changed? I think there's actually more than that, and God willing, we'll be able to explore that. What is evident from this is that Simon Peter decides to put his trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the first point here. What caused them to forsake all? In my opinion, the most important thing wasn't the catching of the fish. It's not that they hit this fish lottery and now Simon Peter can retire and you know his, his, uh, his retirement plan is to follow Christ around to preach, right? That's not what happened. It was the fact that when they decided to put their trust in Christ, He blessed them abundantly. His trust was not misplaced. And once you have an experience like that in your life, where you truly have something that you dedicate to Christ, you put all your trust in Him and allow Him to work, it's the type of thing that will make you leave everything that you've seen before and follow Him. Right? This is, this is what happened. The fish, of course, is just the conduit through which this happened. But the trust that Simon Peter had in, in God did not fail. And this by itself can change a person. The disciples came to the realization that the way that they were walking was, was, was futile, right? How many times did Simon Peter fish? How many times did he let down his net? And how many times do you think he caught that amount of fish? It's not that he was a bad fisherman. It's not that Christ taught him a new skill, a new way to let down his net. He told him in a new location where, where fish was. No, we didn't see any of those things. It's not about what I am doing differently, but it's about why I am doing it, the motivation behind doing it, the purpose of my doing, right? Simon Peter letting down the net wasn't a special task. It was not something special he did. But letting down the net at the beckoning of the Lord, at the call of the Lord, after trusting in the Lord, that's different than me just living my life, letting down my net, right? And St. Peter's words actually show his, ex his exhaustion in what he was doing. He was tired from his work. He was tired from what he did. Because he said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And this, this phrase here should be a prayer that we always pray. I've done this a hundred times, but 
for God, I will do it again. How many times have I, have I tried at work to do this, or at school to do this, or with my kids, or with my parents, or with my siblings, or whoever? How many times have I tried this? Nevertheless, let me submit this to God and do it again with my submission to God. That was the difference. Once again, it wasn't what St. Peter did differently. It was the way in which he did it. Now, if you think about it, every motion and every effort and every action that we take may seem mundane to us. But the way to live it for God is to remember God when we do it. Even in our drives, the same drive that we drive every Sunday to come to church, or the drive I drive to work or to school, etc. Et this may seem mundane, and I do it, I do it, it's the same result every time. If you want a different result, dedicate the drive to God. Dedicate the work that you do to God. Dedicate every action you do to God. And watch God bless it abundantly in a way that it may not be done before. There's things at work that maybe we do and we just, we, we do it very ro robotically, mechanically, right? And we expect a certain result and that's fine. But I challenge you, try to do that same function at work or that same function at school, but say a prayer before that. Dedicate it to God first and see if there's a change in your life. It's not only for the result that will happen, but it changes us. It changes our perspective. It changes why we're, we're doing it. It gives us motivation. Rather than doing it out of exhaustion, right? We'll, we'll do it with a different heart. And that by itself can change. This type of thinking actually takes wisdom. And it's not, a, uh, it's not by happenstance. Right? It's not an accident that... The Catholic epistle today um, from St. James actually talks about wisdom. Forgive me, I'm, I'm going to repeat it a little bit. I, I hope it's not too much. But I think with the background I just gave, when we read the Catholic epistle again, it'll give us a different understanding. So please listen to the Catholic epistle again from St. James. It's James chapter 3, 13 through 4. He says the following. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that warn your members? You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. 
And this is the type of wisdom that St. Peter had to have, right? The earthly wisdom taught him uh, a certain way of life. And if you listen to the earthly wisdom, it would make no sense. I've toiled all night. I let down my net in the same place, and I've caught nothing. Why would it change now? How would it change from one person telling me, do it again? Why would I expect a different result, right? That is, that is logical. That is wisdom. That is, but that is earthly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom is different. And one of the things that St. James said in there was that heavenly wisdom is willing to yield, right? That's not wisdom that you receive from the world. The world doesn't tell you, if you want to get ahead, try and submit yourselves to others. Right? I've, I've never heard that from any of my professors, any of my classes, right? That's not earthly wisdom. That's heavenly wisdom. But that's manifested in the story today with St. Peter, where he was willing to yield, and as a result, he received abundance against what may be earthly wisdom. I read a little bit more than I should because it talks about war, and I think it's fitting to talk a little bit about that right now, given the current conflicts that are going on. Why does war happen? War happens... As St. James says, because of our selfishness and our pride, because of earthly wisdom, I want this, and that's what causes war. And the war happens not only uh, in, the, in the world through physical conflict, but it happens within ourselves, as St. James says. Right? War is not from God. War is evil. War and fighting is not what God wants from us. When we have heavenly wisdom, St. James says that we will have peace. That's what was said in the, in the epistle. So that, that one verse that St. James said, Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. That's a good transition into the last point I, I, I want to make, right? So if you're following with me, the first point here was St. Peter's trust in God. The second point is this realization of the heavenly wisdom. And now the third point is going to be this abundance that we can give to others. Once God has blessed you with His abundance, you will find that you cannot help but share it with, with others. <coughs> There's actually no choice. If St. Peter decided, once he received this blessing from God, I'm going to take all these fish for myself, he would have drowned with this abundance, actually. And that's, that's actually what the grace of God gives us. It gives us so much reward and abundance that it will drown us. And as a result, we need to get this out of us. So what do we do? We share it with others. What did St. Peter do? He called their partner boats, who in a way is their competition, right? If I give my fish to this person, that's less for me to sell. That's less that I have. But that's the earthly wisdom, the, the, the pride, the selfishness that St. James is talking about. If I keep this fish for myself and not give it to anybody else, I will have more. That's what causes war. But what did St. Peter do? He called over their partners and they carried the net together. And both were blessed with the abundance. And even that wasn't enough. It still says in the gospel that both of their boats were about to sink. <coughs> but this is the type of abundance that God gives us. He gives us not to satisfy our, our desires, our lusts, our pleasures, but He gives us so that we will be willing to give to others. And it's impossible for either St. Peter or for St. John and, and James who were in the other boat to say that 
they, they did not have enough. They had more than, than, than what they went out there for. And they had an abundance. And this sharing with each other is what makes the peace. This is how peace happens. When I'm willing to yield, when I give, that causes peace. But when I take for myself, and when I follow my desires, that's what makes war. Right? And so the abundance that God gives us is so that we can share it with, with others. It's not so we can selfishly store it and keep it for ourselves, but so that we can pass it on to the next person. The last line here of, the, of today's Pauline epistle says the following also. St. Paul talks about everything that he has gone through to, to, um, to, to preach to them and to, and to give to them. But he says he does it for the sake of God. That's why he endures all these things. And then the last line in today's Pauline epistle was this. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Notice what he's saying here. He's saying grace spreading through the many. Through St. Paul's toil, he gives to the people. And the people feel that abundance of grace and they spread. It's, it's, it's the same message as what's in the gospel today. If we give, we, are, we become peacemakers. And the grace that we give will spread infectiously to everybody. You will see that if one person starts giving to the other, and that person does the same thing and gives to the other, what kind of atmosphere would we bring about here in this church? And what kind of atmosphere would we bring about in the world? Us constantly giving from what we have to the other. Us sharing the blessings of God with, with each other and continuing to do that rather than taking from myself, right? The difference between war and peace is, is this. War is earthly wisdom. It's earthly pleasure. It's something for me. It's pride. It's strife. It's envy. But peace is the heavenly wisdom, where I give abundantly, where I give without thinking of myself. I'm willing to yield, and I'm willing to give to others. And this is what God wants from us. And if we do this, you will see a difference in your lives. You will, you will, you will have this, the same zeal of St. Peter that caused him to leave everything and to follow Christ. If you practice the heavenly wisdom, the abundant giving, and the thankfulness in God. Glory be to God forever. Amen.